What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about free will and how it is contagious. So the reason I'm talking about this today is because I've pretty much always had a struggle, and I suspect that many, many, many people, the majority of people, also have this struggle. And that struggle is using their past and projecting that into the future. So I've been doing this podcast for almost four months now. We're almost at 100 episodes. Thank you for everybody that's listening. I'm almost at 100 episodes and I'm super grateful for the people that listen. And it's because of y'all that I keep doing these. But I suck. <laughs> I still suck at these. And I'm trying to get better. And this morning, before I got on this mic, I was thinking to myself, you know, I kind of suck. Am I, can I even get good at this? And I'm looking at my past podcasts. I listen to all my podcasts and, like, critique myself and try to get myself pointers. And I was thinking, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this today. I don't think I can do it. But I I push through, and I'm looking at the future, at who I want to become, who I want to help, you included, and now I'm here. Now, a podcast isn't super, isn't a very big deal, but a lot of other personal issues that I have and other people have are very big issues. Like, let's say you weren't loved as as a child, right? A lot of those people grow up, and they feel they can't receive love from other people, and they treat themselves in a way that guarantees that they don't get love from other people. I've had struggles taking my thoughts and my goals and my aspirations seriously because when I was growing up, nobody took them seriously. And as long as I kept doing that, I didn't take actions that would lead to the fulfillment of those desires and goals. And every day, I'm still like, am I still in the past giving these people credibility in my mind, making me, well, allowing myself to be drawn into their world of laziness and helplessness? Or am I looking at my potential, which is unknown, and it's unknown for you also. Nobody actually knows their potential. Am I looking at my potential at, for the basis of my actions, or am I looking at what people in the past said about me that hurt my feelings? And this stuff, it really stings because, you know, a lot of times it comes from parents, it comes from teachers, people who are, quote, authority figures in their lives. Part of me wants to claim ignorance for these people, but it's they grow up and they know it and they experience it for themselves and they consciously choose to pass it on to the next generation by belittling people's goals and dreams and aspirations and this is a freaking sad thing and it makes me angry and another major reason i'm doing this is because helplessness is being spread like coronavirus everywhere you go on the internet you see people making excuses for themselves excuses for other people you only got this because you look good you only got this because you're smart you have a high iq because you're genetics you you can read because you have time you have money Helplessness is another word for determinism. You feel helpless, therefore you aren't able to determine your future. And ah, it's such a hard thing for people to swallow. Well, actually, I take that back. It's very easy to swallow because it allows you to stay where you are, and it gives you some relief. But in exchange for temporary relief, you get long-term anxiety. And all that anxiety is trying to do is just to get you back on the right track, back on, on track to your goals, your dreams, and your aspirations. And with that being said, let's get right into the definition of free will. First, a very important caveat, distinction that I need to make. When people think about free will online, on books, most people, they think about action. Free will, choose your action, take the action, or don't do the action. And that's very important. It's part of the equation for sure, but it's not the complete um, story. Free will is the thought that leads to the actions that you take which determine your future and your resources and everything about you. And this is a very, very, super, very important 
point to make because thinking is a uniquely human experience. Animals don't think. They don't really decide. They just react to their environment. They have what they need to react to their environment, and that's all they have. They're not able to create concepts in their minds that help them solve their problems and ascend to a higher level like we do. And that is the reason why we have all this fancy stuff. I can talk to you over the internet. I'm talking into a mic, and it's being plugged into my computer. I don't know how any of this stuff works, but it's getting to you, and you can listen to me, and I can give you ideas that could possibly change your life. And that's all because people sat down, and they thought, and they thought, and they thought, and they created, and they tested, and they tested, and they verified their test, and yeah, that's why we have all this stuff, because people thought, and they thought again, and then they made some more thoughts, and then they used those thoughts to create things that solve our problems and create conveniences for us. And now you are ready for the definition of free will, which I am reading straight out of Ayn Rand's lexicon. It's a big book defining all the terms that she uses in her books, in her talks, in her writings. It's very good stuff. I highly recommend it. And here is the definition. Free will is your mind's freedom to think or not. The only choice you have, your only freedom, the choice that controls all the choices you make and determines your life and character. In my experience, this definition is true, and I I think it can be proven objectively because you can tell by the people who don't think what happens to their lives. And then you can look at the people that do think and what happens to their lives. And of course, this is rooted in our biology since we can only think. We we have our thinking abilities. We are terrible animals. Like we, We are animals, but we are terrible animals. The only thing that separates us is our minds, which we have to exercise voluntarily to think and create tools that kept us alive. And then nowadays, give us all these cool conveniences. If you're an American, if you're in the Western world somewhere, you don't have to think anymore. Thinking can be outsourced to the computer. It can be outsourced to the phone. It can be outsourced to the family because you don't have to survive anymore. We have gotten way past survival. We are like way ahead of our evolutionary progress. For the people who don't think, who choose not to exercise their mind, which has to be exercised, if you want any progress in your life, the only thing that's left for them is to adopt the other, the, the thoughts of other people and to cling on to whatever group they're in. These are the people that think they think. They think they have thoughts, but they're actually thoughts that somebody else got, gave to them, ready-made, and that's their purpose. And you can tell when somebody is a, a, a fake thinker or someone who thinks they think by asking them something about their thoughts. And then all you have to do is say, why? Or how or that's um interesting can you tell me more about that and you will see they're just like "Uh, uh, 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 uh." (laughs) they're gonna freeze up right there that'd be it for them and you will have exposed them in one fell swoop and when someone chooses not to think and or thinks they think what happens is that they become helpless they become subject to the whims and thoughts of those in their group and they never individualize and of course, they never form their own thoughts, which means they cannot change their situation until they flip the switch and start thinking. But since they haven't been thinking, most likely for their whole lives, it'll be something that's very hard and very emotionally taxing. So emotionally taxing that they would rather continue to be a fake thinker or someone who thinks they think and belong to the group, even if they don't even like the group. This is why a lot of young guys in the hood, they join the game. Maybe they have thoughts of their own. That they want to be independent and not do that life. But instead of facing the anxiety and the emotional turmoil that comes with rejecting the group and being an individual, 
they adapt the thoughts of those in their group. They cling on to that group and they become helpless in a way and they do the crimes and they do the whatever they do. Now, that's an extreme situation and you may have sympathy for those people. I kind of do, maybe a little bit, but this happens in various other ways and pretty much areas, all the areas of our lives. One of the biggest areas this happens in for the majority of people is in their finances. Most people get their financial education from the government, which is uh, not a very good idea and it will lead you to financial failure. And this is also an error in their emotional regulation and acting on their emotions. But I'll get to that more specifically in a second. See, what people do with their finances, since they don't think or they think they think, they just adopt whatever is going on in the environment, which is go to school, get a job, 401k, work four years, die. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate. (laughs) That's the language of the regular person when it comes to their finances. And they never think to question these these, uh, tenants that the government gave them and that the other people in their environment gave them and look at the results for themselves. And since families are very fractured these days, we may not see the results of um, following those cookie-cutter financial advices. People feel helpless in their finances. They feel helpless to inflation. They feel they can't do anything to make more more money. They're doing all they can do. They're being all they can be, and it's just not their fault. It's the environment's fault. It's their job. It's their boss. It's the economy. It's it's not me. That's what they're saying. And they are kind of right, because since they aren't individualized, they kind of are just other people. They are other people, but choosing to be other people is also choosing to be yourself in a way. Choosing to be other people is a choice. It's the only choice you made, and it's a choice that will get you nowhere, most likely. And suffering has to result. Now, I want to take a turn into emotions and how they play into our free will contagiousness. So, throughout our lives, we made all these choices and decisions and evaluations about things and people and events and places. And what happens is, your subconscious mind, the part of your mind that you don't have access to during the day, but may come to you in your dreams, it has like a storehouse where all your evaluations, choices, and decisions have been made and the emotions that were attached to them. And whenever you enter a new situation or a similar situation, you will experience feelings from the past. Let's say you ran into a guy with a hoodie once, and the last time you ran into a guy with a hoodie, you got stabbed. That's an extreme case scenario, but let's roll with it. Last time you saw a guy in a hoodie walking down the street, you got stabbed. The next time you see a guy with a hoodie, what are you going to feel? You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel scared. You're going to feel some fear. And you'll probably feel those same feelings in every other very related, similarly related situation. But of course, being stabbed on the street in the United States is very rare unless you're in the hood or something. So you'll probably walk past thousands of people again with hoodies and they won't stab you. And eventually that emotion of fear and anxiety and stress will go away because your subconscious has integrated that hey, this is very, very unlikely. You don't have anything to worry about here. And I'll give a personal example. So when I first started this podcast, I was super nervous, super anxious, kind of kind of stressed out because, you know, I was very worried about what other people were thinking. Other people's thoughts were very high priority for me back then. And I felt that their evaluation of the podcast would be an evaluation of my character, which I right now realize that's not true. I still feel a twinge of anxiety and and uneasy feelings when I'm about to do these podcasts, but it's nothing compared to when I started. And as I keep doing these, I will get better and better and better. And eventually I'll just be able to hop on here with no problems. 
So your emotions to summarize or what you experience what you experience in the moment after having hundreds or thousands or maybe just a few experiences with a certain situation or a certain type of person. So if you got stabbed once by a guy in a hoodie and that's the only time you ever seen the guy in a hoodie, you will be scared of everybody in the hoodie for a while. But you eventually walk past thousands of people with a hoodie and eventually that fear response and that anxiety response will go away as your subconscious recognizes that. It's a very slim, slim chance that that will happen to you. And all your emotions are telling you one of two things. This is good for me or this is bad for me. If you're feeling uneasy about something, that means that your subconscious has evaluated that situation as not valuable for you. If you feel happiness in a situation, your subconscious has evaluated and you're expressing happiness as it's good for you. But it's very, very important not to act on your emotions as your soul means of acting in the world because your emotions could be wrong like i said you got stabbed the first time you saw a guy in a hoodie if you were to take that experience and just say everybody in the hoodie is bad everybody in the hoodie is bad anytime i see somebody in the hoodie i'm going to run away that would be acting solely on your emotional state whereas your logic will say hey this situation isn't that bad he's walking by this is the middle of the day he ain't gonna stab me but where helplessness comes in and all this emotional stuff that I've just been rambling about is that as a child, we have all these negative, negative experiences about people and things and our goals and our aspirations getting shat on, getting picked on, all this good stuff. Well, all this bad stuff, I mean. And what we do, we have hundreds of those experiences, if not thousands, and then we carry those ex- experiences into the future. And for a while, we have all these bad experiences, all these bad emotions that are coming up on a certain situation. You, there's a certain amount of willpower that you need to get yourself over the hump to where your subconscious is like, hey, this actually isn't that bad for me. Like the guy who got stabbed. He got stabbed the first time he saw a guy in a hoodie. But after thousands and thousands of times of walking past somebody without being stabbed, his subconscious at some point would have been what I told him like, hey, this is actually not that bad. You don't need to pay attention to this anymore. But it's not an instant switch. And that's the problem. Since we don't switch from this is good for me to this is, I mean, from this is bad to me, from this is good to me, instantaneously, people get stuck in that between time where you where you need your free will to use your logic to do the right thing despite the butterflies and the anxiety and the stress that we're experiencing in the moment. And unfortunately, most people just give in to their emotions and they let the anxiety and the stress overcome them and prevent them from taking the right actions, which means they will guarantee to repeat that negative action and experience that negative emotion again in the future and that is how people allow themselves to be helpless i'm gonna wrap this up for now i hope you guys something get out of this i will do a part two right after this one because i realized that i didn't actually explain how free will itself is contagious i explained how helplessness is contagious but i didn't get to free will i recognize this has been 15 minutes and this is kind of long for me so I will see you in the next podcast. Peace out.